Hey, everybody. It's your girl, DJ, with Plan for Keeps podcast. If you're a first-time listener of the show, welcome. And if you're a fan of the podcast and have been listening for a while, I truly appreciate the support. To support the show further, please like, subscribe, comment, or share an episode you feel resonates with you that may resonate with someone else to help spread the word. If you really enjoy the show, consider becoming a Patreon. This will help me in continuing to make content like this for the podcast and our dating app, Plan for Keeps, that's focused on self-development, awareness, love styles, emotional intelligence, sex, and attachment theory. Hey, welcome to Playing for Keeps, the show where we take a deep dive into dating, love, relationships, sex, and attachment theory. Your host, DJ, will be hosting Dating Chronicles, where she has guests come on the show and give a funny, crazy, or romantic dating story. Tune in if you need a laugh, hear something romantic, or maybe hear someone else's experience to help you grow in your relationship journey. Today, I have a fellow podcaster, Eris Dijon. His show is called The Who and How Club. It is a podcast, blog, and movement that he created. On his show, Eris sits down with friends, family, creatives, and everyone in between to not only reflect on, but to also share life stories and perspectives on art, relationships, energy, love, social issues, and most importantly, how to answer these big questions. Who are you and how did you become you? Today, he is here for Dating Chronicles, where you give a funny, crazy, romantic, in-between story. Um, how are you today, Aries? I'm doing well, DJ. Well put, well put, first of all. Thank you for uh, <laughs> putting that intro together. Um, how am I doing today? Today, I'm feeling alive. I'm feeling blessed and highly favored. You know, it's, no- it. it's November 1st. So it's the beginning of a new month. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, even though time is relative, I feel like we get these opportunities to like start fresh and to implement new things, you know, like a, 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 a restarter kind of thing or a refresher. So the beginning of a new month is really, it's big for me. So I'm happy to be here and to start it off with, you know, meeting with you is a blessing too. So. Yeah. Thank, thank, thank you so much. No, most definitely. I'm excited that you have came on the show. Um, I know just listening to your podcast, you're going to you're going to give us a great story and also <laughs> give us a great perspective on that story and how you've grown from it. So I'm excited for this episode. But before we dive into this episode, um, yeah. I know I gave an introduction about your show, but I want you to tell the audience just a little bit more about you kind of about your projects that you're working on and about your show and about the topic that you you talk about. Sure. Thank you for allowing that. Um, the Who and How Club really just represents like open dialogue, you know, uh, especially when it comes to meeting strangers. I, I was speaking with you off air about like, uh, I'm really big on meeting people in person, you know, and uh a lot of people find it very difficult to speak with strangers, you know, but for me, I, I enjoy that experience because how many people do you walk by, uh, you know, a day, probably hundreds, right? And you don't even get an opportunity to say hi to them. So let alone have a conversation. So I wanted to create a platform where people felt comfortable with just speaking with each other and sharing perspectives based on their own experiences and, um, figuring out ways to learn from one another. Cause I believe that we can, you know, that's why it's like the who and how club, we are the who's and how's of this world and we make the world go round. So also like, how do you answer the question? Who are you? And understanding that there is no right or wrong answer to that question. It's a question that, you know, the answer to that question should forever change for you in your life, you know, that's because you you're growing Everything you're is evolving yeah you're constantly evolving like things that you thought you you know were core beliefs maybe from childhood because of how you were raised suddenly change because of new experiences that you had so I definitely agree with you on that like people 
think they know who they are and then something happens and then it changes. So, yeah. Wow. I, really, yeah. Our lives change can change just like that. Or they say like a lot changes in a year, right? Uh, 12 right. months, so much can happen to you that will change you from who you are, who you were in January. And, and now in comparison to who you are now in like, let's say December or October or November. Right. So right. that's what, that's what the show pretty much represents. Just figuring those, those things out. And how do people define that? You know, do you define yourself DJ based on what you do uh, define it based on your name uh, is your pain who you are, you know, like what you've, you know, so we dive into that and try to dissect that concept. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. I love that. I know I was listening to your last episode where you were talking about forgiveness and I'm just listening to you. I feel like you will definitely be able to help not only males, but also females where things could constantly be evolving around you and changing, but you stay stuck because you feel like you, you're not supposed to change or you can't change. I know there's a lot of people that's stuck in that rut too. Ooh. So the stuff that you talk about um, on your podcast, I believe definitely will open up people's eyes to the concept of constantly evolving and constantly changing. So I know that was one thing I picked up on your um, the last episode that I listened to. And um, I need to finish it, but I, I've so far I'm enjoying it very much. Yeah, that yeah. means a lot to me because the Welcome to Forgiveness, it's a four-part series. And I do these, like throughout my my show, I've done like these four-part series. I always jump in and do like these, I introduce like these mini series, you know, that focuses on a specific topic. And in the past, I've done, I've focused on like, you know, making room for new. And now we're, we're in this forgiveness stage and it kind of mirrors where I'm at in my life as well. So part one of the welcome to forgiveness series or WTF, it was focusing on the struggle of forgiveness and how I've struggled with forgiving and the concept, you know, and in part two, what you're listening to today is, is it, it focuses on the willingness to forgive and finding that willingness to forgive and how difficult it is. But if you're, if you're wanting to forgive, you're going to have to find that willingness to like, you got to be willing to forgive if you want to forgive, That's but true. do you want to forgive? You know, like you got to, yeah. And peel back those layers as to into that. So most definitely. Okay. Yeah. Now I know you got other things going on. You're an artist. You're tell, tell us a little bit about that. Drive some, you. drive some suspense before we get into this data story. <laughs> I love your energy. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I look at everything as art to be real with you, DJ, like life is art. This conversation that you and I are having is art, you know, the ability to be on laptops or whatever kind of uh, platform we're on right now, that's allowing us to view each other. That's it's someone's art, you know, someone created. So I, I'm just, I'm a creator, you know, and I create through music and podcasting and poetry and creative writing. Um, you know, my life is a canvas, you know, and as you and it's a huge canvas, you know, and it, it doesn't stop. The canvas is ever there's like this long wall with this long piece of canvas, this landscape. And you could see the beginning of it till the present. And we don't know what the future is going to look like on that canvas, but we're just continuing to live. So throughout that timeline, I guess, or that canvas, I've just been creating through those art forms. I love to dance and uh, I just express myself through those channels and promote self-expression through those channels as well with people that I, you know, I work with youth and people in the homeless sector. And I try to use art as a tool uh, when working with others. And when I'm, when I'm down and out, I use it as a tool as well, right? To express myself, yeah. to get my sadness and anger out. So, or my joy. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. That, that is dope. All right. How do so, you express yourself? I, how do I, I ex- okay. Yeah. No, no problem. Um, How do I? You're not going to be the only one. I'm a podcaster <laughs> too. So you're not going to be the only one. <laughs> no, you good. I love it. So for me, I used to write, like I was listening, I listened to your intro to season two and heard your poem that was beautiful I used to write poetry really heavy um I feel like now and I'm also so I like to sing so I'm big into music I used to dance I'm not I don't call myself a dancer anymore but I used to dance um so I think now I just pour my creativity and 
my podcast and what I'm trying to do. So I'm really big on self-development and I want to, that's why I created this dating app and this podcast. So I want to come up with creative ways to push out self-development, self-awareness. How do I bring more people into learning and understanding themselves? So I think I pour my creativity into those things and then like learning different things like about psychology and what, how, why we do the things we do, how our body um, systems work and play into why we date the way we date, why we connect with people the way we connect with people. Um, why one person who was brought up maybe in a great household still ends up in the same shitty predicament as somebody who may have grew up in, you know, foster care and stuff like that. Like, what is it? You know what I'm saying? So that, I think I pour my creative energy into those things now because that's where I want my career focus to go. Cause I'm kind of really career oriented or whatever. Yeah. Um, but as far as like pastime, I used to write and I think I still do my creative stuff like writing and stuff like that. It's just all into this now versus like maybe writing poetry. Cause I was upset or something like that, which is something right. I used to do. So that's, right me as far as like my creativity and where it goes now yes that's inspiring that's really inspiring. thank you I, I grew up in foster care as well so like I get it you know like I used to see people who were in the same situation as me but they went a different route than I did and I chose to go this route but it's you could put many people in the same environment and they won't all just they won't all go in the same right you know so Absolutely. So it's for me, it's it's exciting when I sit and I talk to somebody and I learn about things that they probably have been through. And, you know, like, for example, maybe it was a person who didn't have a hectic childhood. And then you you try to help them peel back the layers that maybe they don't think about. Maybe, you know, things your parents may have said or, you know, how was school life and then just try to figure out maybe how that impacted them. And then the same for a person who was in foster care, you know, just those things excite me. And I want to put my creative energy into those things to help just push out that just that awareness that I think we all need. Cause I feel like that's, what's going on in the dating industry. I feel like majority of us have great intentions, but when we go into the relationship, we go in with those good intentions and then maybe due to us not doing the work, we screw up. You know what I'm saying? Like I could think of a couple of relationships I had that were decent relationships, but I would get bored very quickly. And it was before I did the work on myself. I went in with good intentions. Like, oh, this is a great guy. Somebody I haven't, you know, I haven't dealt with this kind of caliber before. And I get in and on some hood rat stuff, I, I, I messed it up. We just going to say, we're going to put it like that without getting too deep into it, you know? So now I'm doing the work. It's like, oh, you know, I kind of get it now. You know what I'm saying? Why I got bored so easy and, you know, so I want to bring that self-awareness because I feel like that's majority of the dating atmosphere. We all go in with good intentions, but good intentions sometimes isn't enough, you know? So. Yes. Well, I like I like what you're saying about going in, but what we never think about, and I hate to sound negative right now, but this this part of relationships really sucks, especially for relationships that don't end up working out. Mm. It sucks that it takes a relationship to end in order for people to gain perspective or to be like, okay, I made mistakes. Now I'm going to be better for the next round or whatever. It is because, sad. Because, because, because when you're so involved in something, you don't see things. You don't mm -hmm. realize how much damage is really being done or your role that you play in this nonsense right. that's happening or your ego is so big. Like it sucks that it has to take for something to end in order for something beautiful to come out. And that's your self growth. Yeah. You still love that person that you were with or that situation that you were in, but it's just not meant to be. So you spend a lifetime like in uh what's the term? Like, <laughs> like you're, uh, you're really hard on yourself. You right. Know? You're living in some sort of regret for a certain period of time where you're, you're wishing that, you know, things could have been better. You got that guilt on your chest. You're like, ah, I wasn't my best self or 
Yeah. But then you know? unfortunately, like like we were talking about human nature, it it sometimes it does take an event for growth. Like I know um for me, for yeah. me to realize my part in like me, um, like I said, I had great situations with great guys where I wasn't needed like that. You know, I I wasn't needed like that. The guy was a good guy. He was had the capabilities of taking care of me and doing this and doing that. But me, I was so used to being in relationships where the guy was all it was chaotic all the time or he needed my help with different things and stuff like that. And I had to tie that back to childhood once everything ended. So in my childhood, I'm the most resourceful. Everybody came to me for stuff and subconsciously in my mind, if I wasn't needed in a relationship, then I'm easily discarded. So it was hard for me to connect with somebody who just, you get what I'm saying? So those are things I had to learn for myself and a lot of other things I'm still learning. Like I have codependent tendencies and stuff like that. And it's just deciding for myself, like, okay, now I know where it comes from. Do I want to keep these traits or do I want to discard them and and grow from there? So unfortunately, yeah, we, you know, you, you, how our minds work, you got to go through certain things in order to see through the the BS. So (laughs) I feel you. Everything you're saying, I can definitely relate to. So there's no arguing or judgment there for sure. Uh, Yeah, I can relate. Gotcha. So we're gonna get into this data story. So tell uh, us, so tell what you got for your would you say funny, crazy, romantic, <laughs> or is it a lesson learned type of story? Would you say? DJ, I got like I was thinking about this, right? Like leading mm-hmm. up to us even meeting, like the day I'm like and this is not to gloat or anything or boast, but like, uh, you know, I've been in the game, <laughs> the dating game or the girl game since I was 50. But I'd be lying to myself and you if I said that I didn't want to take this moment to really shed some light on on my last real serious relationship with someone, you know, okay. like anything outside of that or during that, it, those girls and those experiences were just one-offs and in and out, you know? Oh, wow. but, but this last relationship that I was in has affected me a lot. It's probably the reason why you and I are on the call today, you know, if it wasn't oh. for this relationship. So okay. I think speaking about this one is is important you know okay i I owe that relationship that you know to to speak about it so it is like more of like a lesson learned kind of thing but there was funny too there was it was an amalgamation of things uh, of those things in this relationship but i wasn't a good guy you know uh at the time i wasn't ready to settle down but i love that i loved her you know and i love her still to this day and i wish her well but I was angry as well. And there were some things about my life that I I needed to deal with. I just met her at the wrong time, you know, like I should, it should have never started. The relationship should have never started, but I wanted her and she wanted me and we made it happen. But little did I know I wasn't ready. I was sometimes you think you are and you're not. Right. You go in with those good intentions and you want to be good, but due to internal issues and needing to grow in some areas, sometimes it it just doesn't work out, you know? And that's why, that's what I mean by like in the day, I really feel like most people have good intentions, you know, it's just really needing to, to put in that work. So I mean, how long were you with this girl? So we'll start there. I'll start asking questions. How long were you with her? (laughs) Uh, she'd say like six years I guess oh, so we, we could say it yeah but for me in my mind it was like very there were moments where we were not fully on you know and that's when my my bad ways kicked in so it was mm. it was very like on and off me requesting for space many times throughout the relationship so I'd say on and off six years but we were never fully off and never really fully on but we wanted to be to get be together, you know. We were doing things together, so that's we'll say six years, just for the sake of you know. Okay, so six, yeah, like you said, you want to give her that, give her, give her her six years. She been she <laughs> dealt with you for six years. 
Royale deal with each other for six years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like you said, you, you required a lot of space and things like that during like the six years on and off. Would you, like you said, that was one of the moments where you were kind of a bad guy. Like why, why did you require space? Like where was your, where was your head at? Being a creator. Okay. An artist, an artist sometimes Sometimes, um, man, I, I just got to say this. Like, I, if you're not being inspired by the one you feel should be the one inspiring you, you have to sort of find it yourself. And you need the space to do that, you know, find that inspiration in yourself. And there were moments where I wasn't being, ins- I wasn't inspired by her. You know what I mean? Mm. So I just needed some time. I just needed some time. I wasn't going to do anything bad, you know, like I just needed some time. So when you, so when you, that time. so let me ask you this, because I, because I noticed with creative people, like I know i got the best, when I used to write poetry, I wrote the best poetry when I was going through some BS. I, I couldn't get that from the nice guys. So were you, yeah. Dipping in, <laughs> were you dipping in and out of relationships, or were you like just kind of out there living your your life when you required that space to to garner up that creativity? Like in the beginning, I, there weren't many, there weren't other people, but at some point, other people came into play, and I realized like whatever's happening at home isn't inspiring me; it's actually stressing me out even more. And when I say at home, I'm using that metaphorically, like we never lived together, but I'm talking about home base, you know, like got you. she's my, she's the one I'm with, you know, like I should, I don't, I shouldn't want or need anything external from her because she should have everything for me and me for her. But it felt very imbalanced between us. So um, did you guys want different things? I think so. I think so. Yeah. We wanted so, some similar, some things we wanted. Similarly. I mean, cause you could want to be with somebody, but like, like, but at the same time, maybe you guys were wanted different things. Like you said, you were creative. Um, and she didn't inspire you like in that way. Was she the, t- what, 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 what do you think you were looking for? Like in another female at that time, or would you say, like I'm trying to dig because you're not giving me a story. We just going, we just going back and forth. <laughs> and if I told you the story, we'd be here for days. Oh. <laughs> we'd be here for six days, six years. Uh, we'll well, not the whole years, story. Well, so in the beginning, you, when yeah, you yeah, guys, when you guys met, um, you know how was it? And then just reflecting on it, like where do you think the pitfalls started? Like. And then what and then what did what do you think you garnered from it? I wasn't I wasn't over my previous relationship. Okay. From her, you know. So I think when I went in in something with her, I thought I was clear of everything. And then it turns out like I was just trying to fill a void. But it turned into six years and she was someone that I cared about so much. You know what I mean? So but like I said, there was an imbalance. She wanted that devotion and I wanted to be devoted to her. But I realized that throughout my life, like I told you, I've been in the game since 15. Yeah. I never really had any time to myself. Mm. I never had time to myself growing up or I was always relationship to relationship. Or I realized that even just a year to yourself is not enough time. You need more than a year to to, to grow. So yeah. I wasn't over my previous relationship that was prior to her. So, and we, there was a bit of an age gap, you know, like I was 20, I think there was a five year age gap, you know what I mean? So we were at different stages. I was her first and I'm like a guy who's like jaded when it comes to relationships where the the, the time that she's meeting me at, you know, I'm happy, but I'm not understanding that there's going to be some things I might have to deal with first before getting into a new relationship. And got you. I realized those things while I was with her. So she got the end of the stick, the short end of the stick. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. All right. So all right, let me let me ask you another question then. So um like you said, you couldn't get over. Well, not saying you couldn't get over, because I'm because from what I've what I'm getting from you. So you said you you still had your previous relationship on your mind. And then you 
you on said my heart, so- on my heart yeah. on your heart okay and then you said that you know she didn't stir up creativity in you it kind of sounds like in a way and do you tell me if i'm wrong it kind of yeah. sounds like in a way you were not saying using your past relationship before her but in a way you were to not be fully committed like i don't know like like i'm big on attachment theory and i know what there's there's different attachment styles so there's the securely attached there's the dismissive avoidant there's the fearful avoidant and then there's the um anxious attachers and people who are usually avoidant what they do to block off um not being fully committed one of the things they'll do they'll look at their the person that they're with and they may deeply care about them but at the same time they'll conjure up like different things in their head for why they can't they they can't live up to a certain standard were you the type to do that the the ex relationship prior to her wasn't the reason why i couldn't it's just it's just pointing it out that the ex relationship was still on my heart and on my mind mm-hmm. that wasn't the reason why i couldn't settle down why i couldn't settle down was i wasn't it goes back to that space that i didn't realize i really needed until that moment you know being in that relationship like yo how long am i going to go through this like how many times am i going to put myself through this and put other people through this cuz in actuality the girl any girl prior to her got my best like the best version of eris but they were not the best girls to be the best with and then finally i meet someone her the 6 year girl who deserves my best but she doesn't get my best so you see the 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 flip there it's like but the the thing but why though why were you so dismissive to her more so so do you that's that's what i'm trying to dig i get that you say i needed to do the work yeah. what did you discover after you um after you guys broke up did have did you have did you reflect on that like you just reflected yeah. on been, yeah I've been, yeah I've been reflecting i realized that like you can't get into something. You can't lie to yourself. Okay. And you can't lie to others. You know, like I'll never. I never want to make anybody feel the way that I might have made her feel, or even myself feel. You know, I was when you're doing damage to others, you're doing damage to yourself as well. Right. Unknowingly, you know, yeah. like you. This is gonna hurt, and it's gonna. If you're riding it until the casket drops, when that casket drops, everyone's getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be like an explosion you know like a volcano erupting and that's what happens so i learned that you know lying is not the best way to go um, okay cheating is not the best way to go i don't ever want to cheat on anybody ever again or to make anyone feel a certain way you know let yeah. alone myself um i don't ever want to get into something if i'm not ready you know or make make someone feel like I am ready when really I'm not like you know yeah, I'm not yeah. I haven't done that since and I've been free of this that relationship for like a year and um it was January 2020 when things kind of uh ended officially but April okay. we got an opportunity to revisit each other and things kind of went very south so um so yeah, it's been about a year and, and some, some change. change. Yeah. Okay, so do you, I want to go back to, so do you feel like you were just burnt out when you got to her or was it a part of yourself that felt like you weren't good enough to, like, I'm trying to figure out why you said those other girls, they weren't really it, right? And yeah. you gave them your best and then you got with somebody who you felt deserved your best and you you couldn't give her that. Was I'm, I'm are you Are you the type who also feels like maybe you, have to do the most in a relationship in order to keep it interesting for yourself or like what kind of yeah that's what I'm trying to see say like, that again say that again ask that again so were you were you maybe the type who also felt like to keep the in the relationship interesting like yeah maybe like you said those other girls really didn't deserve it and she did maybe in your mind was it because maybe with those past girls you had to maybe live up to a certain expectation or do the most versus maybe with this other girl here, maybe she just wanted just you and your attention. And that was it. Yeah. She would have been happy with just, she would have been happy if we just sat on the couch and watched TV and that would have been enough for her. Like 
just me, me being me was enough for her, but that wasn't enough for me, you know? And oh, like you the were bored. Go ahead. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say bored. No, no, that's good. Uh, I wasn't bored. It was just more so like. Wanted more of a challenge. There you go. <laughs> she wasn't challenging you. Okay. So what? So, I mean, and that's, I mean. It, I, was it, challenging, it, I was challenging her. Okay. But in, in, in like in that I lost pieces of myself because I'm trying to uplift someone and challenge someone, but it's not being reciprocated. So now it's like, what about me? Like I'm forgetting about me. So I need some space to get my shit together because I got plans for myself, but I can't help you with your plans and you're not helping me with mine. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Like we we disconnect on that a lot. Now I want to, so that's a good, it's a, it, it hurts, but that is a good reason to break up with somebody or for things to end. If they needed to end, if you felt like, you know, you need a partner who can also support you just as much as you support them. But I'm curious because now it kind of destroys my last theory. I'm a a tough lover, DJ. You're a a tough tough lover. lover. I love tough, man. You're not going to get flowers and and, then walk through the park with me. You're going to get that shit. Like, yo, wake up, man. Like, wake up. So you want to know. You want this? Oh, you want this? (laughs) Oh, get it. Like, let's go get it. Right. So, so, okay. So I want to go back because you destroyed my last little theory. Okay. So the last, the other, the other, the other females before this one, right. What, what were they like? Did you, what were they like? Did you have to, so they were horrible as far as like, not on your level, as far as being a go-getter or were you just always like, just basically proving yourself and being the one to keep the pieces together in the relationship? Like, I just want you to paint the picture from all those other girls and then paint just a little picture of the one we're talking about. Cause I'm, I want to get down to the nitty gritty. It sounds like we got down to the nitty gritty of why. I think I could save, I think I could save people sometimes, you know, I can relate. I think I could save people sometimes. So I, I, I've always been like, I fight against what, what I'm being shown. Mm. I'm being shown that this is not good for me or I'm being shown that that person is not the right. Like I haven't had a great relationship yet. Like I'll be real. I haven't had a relationship where I'm like, you know, that was really great. You know, I'm so shocked. I haven't had one of those yet. I'm shocked. Okay. Okay. So am I. So am I. I'm shocked, but okay. (laughs) I haven't had one where it's like, oh man, that was dope. Like that was like, Every relation, I, I just don't know how to pick them, but I, I think that I could like change people and stuff. I don't think like this anymore. I'm saying at the time, right? In those previous relationships, I've like, yeah, I thought that I could kind of change things and adjust things. And I always want to take over the world with my partner, you know? So yeah. I've come across women that just don't get that concept or they're like, they don't want that for themselves. They just want to be regular people. And I'm like, I'm not regular. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I've been through? Like, do you know what, what, what the, what time it is over here? You know? So it's, and, and the, the, the good thing about the six years girl is like, she was open to doing anything that I might've said, you know, but I didn't want, I was at a point where I don't want you to do what I say. I want you to have something to say already. And maybe you. I could learn from you so that we could go run the shit together, you know, because I had already had my experience with trying to change people, you know. So I, I wanted to I wanted to be around someone who's even stronger than I am or more bullheaded than I am, who's ready to take over the world and won't let me get away with my bullshit. Got you. But, Got you. Know, yeah. So let me ask you this. Your last relationship and then just comparing. People are going to kill me on this episode. <laughs> Can we not release this episode? No! That's wrong! Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to get dragged in the comments. No, you're not going to get dragged in the comments. We, we're, we're talking real life, like, Experience. so, and, and, yeah. what, and what you've learned, so. But this is my, from my perspective, I have to preface, this is from what I saw in the relationship, right? There's always different perspectives. Yeah, different perspectives because everyone has a different perspective. But what did you learn? Because I feel like 
the reasons that you gave, it might be cold to one person, but in order for you to evolve and to grow, if you feel like that's what you need in a relationship, you have to be realistic about it, you know, as much as it might hurt the other person because you don't want to be in a relationship 10 years down the line and then you still feel the same. Yes. You no, know, and it's you because know, it's gonna hurt more ten years down the line. Yes, yes. Very so much. you know, and that's that's what that's how we got to think of it. I don't think you said anything wrong, but if if you did, no, no, not wrong. <laughs> just like it's perspective, it's perspective. Right. Like sometimes as a male, right, like a woman uh, might hear this and be like, "Oh, well, you should have done this," but it's like you weren't even there, so you don't know right the struggles so, the ma- the male went through versus the right. Female. I don't think you said anything wrong, and it is like I said, it sounds like you know you. It sounds like you did your part as far as telling her what you wanted, trying to you know pushing her to, to do yeah. different things. Yeah, pushing her to try to do different things, or like you said, she was more open, but she didn't come with her own ideas. Correct. Yeah. Got to. And you, you, and you, you want somebody who is more of a go getter and and you need to be vicious. Yeah. So I'm I'm a vicious guy, like not vicious in a negative way, but I'm just ready to take over. And my, my personality is very strong. So it's like someone has to come around me to be like, do you think in the past you've dealt with women with strong personalities, but they weren't strong in the fact of business or being creative? They were more strong in the fact of what they wanted and what they expected out of you. Do you think that's why you dealt with those other women? And then this nice one comes along and she's willing to do everything. So what, what do you think on that? So great question. They were strong headed or strong minded in the in the. Not, I don't think, I think those people that I came across, just like I shouldn't have been in relationships with them, they shouldn't have been relation in relationships with me at the time either. You know, like it's, they're just not that relationship kind of people. Like they were, the More things that they were strong minded about were about things that might've been detrimental to themselves, you know, and I was okay. trying to save them out of those things. Like, oh, kind of like codependency in a way i don't know if you're familiar with codependency but basically yeah saving being the savior okay so yeah like you shouldn't do this because this is bad for you but it's like clearly they know it's bad for them they they're continuing to do it they're going to do it with you or without you got you so why am i even in this toxic ass relationship (laughs) trying to save things you know save people or like trying to show them a different way I've always been the person that is like the 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 gem in the relationship, but I want a gem too. I want to hold Got someone. You. I want to be able to hold someone in high regard and be like, they could teach me things or they could lead. They could steer the wheel when I let go. Got or you. we both have our own steering wheel, you know, like. So yeah. as a, as a man, I know as a woman, what I've, what I've done to try to help me steer away from people who need saving, what, what did you do or what are you doing to make sure that you pick the the right people or at least when you go into a relationship you can y'all can build on just the the work together what what have you what are you doing different dj i'll be real i'm not doing anything different like i'm doing no 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 <laughs> no, no, I'm doing things different, but I'm not in any like relationship pursuit at the moment. Got you. I've, been, I've been really just been on my own, att- uh, working on myself. I'm in therapy and not because of these things, but it just so happens that this is the time in my life where I'm doing therapy for the first time in my, in my time. And how ironic is it, is it that it's happening after such a major breakup where like I, it's my time to evolve. So I am changing myself. I'm changing my outlook. I've adjusted tremendously and I'm happier and I'm more aware. And I know whoever comes into my life next is really going to get a good, a great version of, of me, but I'm very, I'm very picky. I don't just go for anyone and I'm not interested in anyone right now. Okay. Unless she's of quality or a certain substance, you know? That's awesome. Okay. I, I have two more questions for you. Well, I got a few, but I got two that I got on my head. So you shared with us that you were raised in foster care. 
My first yeah. question for you is how do you think being raised in foster care? Cause I'm sure in foster care, you were exposed to different people, maybe different families. How did, how do you think that impacted you in dating in relationships? Mm-hmm. God, that, that's a good one. You're good. Um, I think that time was that time of my life was a time where I was a bit, I was really angry and upset at things, at certain things. One of those things being, you know, my mom, Yeah. you know, and uh, I didn't have many outlets at the time to express myself through or people to really speak about the things I was feeling. I didn't know how to identify my feelings because I had to grow up when I was younger. Like I always make this joke that right now at 32, I'm more of a child now and living like a fun life now than when I was younger because I was forced to grow up back then. So I was really mature and strong at that moment. And I I didn't care. Every time therapy came in front of me, I was like, I don't need it. I'm good. I'm strong. I was raised with these foundations and I'm using them. But then as I got older, it's like, oh, I'm breaking inside because the things I didn't deal with, they're now coming out now. So you know, I think I was exposed to a lot on my own at that time. I had to deal with things on my own. No one gotcha. taught me how to be in relationships. I don't know my father. Yeah. So I didn't have that male figure to be like, yo, don't do this, do this. I was really just figuring things out on my own and have uh, till now, you know, so gotcha. it definitely plays a part in how I. I got another question for you. Yeah. And since you said that, so. You know, like you said, you had a lot of anger and some of that anger was towards your mother and you had to, you know, deal with a lot of things on your own. Do you think you picked the women that you picked and yes. played savior because you yes. had to save your mom know. and like you yes. tried to recreate? Because what yes. we tend to do, right, subconsciously, what we do, we will try to recreate our childhood. OK, and we'll recreate it through our relationship dynamics. So I, was just, I just wonder, like, did you do that with? the girls that you were with, like in a way, like you were trying to recreate that scene where you actually, you get with a toxic person, a woman, like subconsciously it's your mother. And you try to change that dynamic where you actually end up saving this person. You're killing me today. Yes, yes. And yes. But also the dependency too, like the codependency uh, aspect. It's like, I think I think a lot of men who have mommy issues, which I do believe is a real thing. Same with daddy issues. Yeah, it is. You want your girl to be a version of your mom. You know, you want your mom, your girl to, or your woman to take care of you the way maybe your mom didn't or did, you know, and you, 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 it's, it's kind of sick, but it's a mental, it's, it's it's a thing. It's not sick because it's, it's just how we're programmed. It's, and it's, and it's just how we try to recreate those stories. Like it's what we know. And, and then if, you know, if it's a story we didn't like, we try to change it. Like I gave an example about me with um, dealing with men that need me. My father was very avoidant and I try to get with men who also are very avoidant and recreate that story where I changed the story. Like, Oh, they actually want to deal with me for real, for real. And be in a relationship with me. That's me and how I used to try to recreate my own story. Like when yeah. it goes to so that's that's I was curious to ask you that. So well, a lot of men, a lot of men, they want their moms to be their woman and their woman yeah. to be their mom. It's like the Oedipus complex, right? It's like mm-hmm. your mom's not your it's I, I I'm joking when I say it's sick, but the the um the psychology behind that you know we really have to dissect yeah, it and look into it because you would think it's sick if you don't understand it and that's why people right. i think push away from the idea like if you bring it up on a general level they'll look at you like what that's sick right. you know what i'm right. saying but then when you break it down how we me and you just kind of both broke it down yes. and you think on it it makes sense especially if you're somebody who deals in toxic relationships and have those um those different traumas you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. so or trauma. issues exactly it's mm-hmm. all trauma. yeah, and yeah. It, could do much, it could do much damage 
in the future, you know, and that's what I real, that's, you asked me earlier, what have I learned? I've learned that, that, wow, uh, that stuff has really affected me and it has affected how I've maneuvered in my relationships, how I've treated people, how I've treated myself, especially. And now it's, you can only go up from here once you gain that knowledge and that, that self-awareness, you know, it's like, I don't ever want to be in that, that state. I want to, it has to go up. You can't gain that knowledge and do nothing with it or not change or restructure. Like you can only go up. So I'm hopeful, but I have learned that, you know, that like, yeah, those things have really played a part in my, my relationships and the best is yet to come. Like, we're just getting started. Life is just starting. Like, right. Life is not over. It's we're about to get started, you know? So absolutely. Okay. I got another question for you. So what would you say was the hardest lesson you had to learn? And then how do you think you will apply it whenever you get into a situation and start dating again? Uh I, I I've start like I I keep some women around me to keep my, my brain sharp and my heart sharp. And you could say that I'm sort of not testing things out, but like, it's like, I see my growth in these processes or in these interactions that I'm having now, you know, and the women that I, that's around me now, I'm making sure that I treat them with the utmost respect and they treat me with that, the utmost respect and boundaries are set very early and understanding what respect looks like to them for, and me and communication. And I can't lie to you. I'm still teaching. I'm still having to teach some people things, but that's not because that's not because I'm coming across the wrong type of person. It's just that they're also not meeting people like me. I'm like an anomaly. I'm so self-aware. I'm emotional. I'm not afraid to express my emotions. And the women that I come across, they don't come across men like that. So they're learning things from me and I'm learning about myself through interacting with them. And we're kind of growing in a sense, you know? So I'm not looking for things in them the way I looked for things in the past from past women. I'm just existing. I'm being heiress and they're being them. And if you could meet someone like that and you come together and you just be yourselves and share with one another and you eat together, you know, you watch movies together, you pick each other's brains that that's what life's about. That's what sharing is about. You know, I love that. Thank you for sharing that because I was just talking to somebody else about, and the question that I asked them was, do you feel like when you're trying to deal with yourself and do self-development work, should you be doing it by yourself or should you date and meet other people? And we both agreed on you should communicate and talk to other people and date other people, because how do you know what you're working on is working? How do you know if the triggers that you had in the past are resolved or even you're getting better if you're not? dealing with people and communicating with people and talking to people. So thank you for sharing all of that, because I feel like that is so important. And a lot of people feel like you're supposed to just be isolated. And I don't agree with that at all. Well, well, DJ, I'm so happy you're saying this because I want to be honest with your viewers and your listeners. I was one of those, I, I, I was one of those people, even up to recently where I thought like things really have to be one way or the other. But my therapist, my psychotherapist, she doesn't, she doesn't want me to be that way anymore. And she's really been teaching me balance and everything. And isolation is not, never isolate yourself, you know, isolation is not healthy. So, but I would be one of those individuals that would isolate themselves, remove everyone, just be by myself. It's either left or right, in or out, up or down, but I have to find balance in all of that. Um, that's the healthiest way to go and believe. I just want your listeners and viewers to, to know that, like, I'm only speaking from experience. Balance is the better route to take. But there are some things that you might have to be a bit in and out, in or uh-huh. out, up and down, left or right on. Agreed. And it's up to you to figure those things out, you know? Definitely, definitely agree. Um, thank you for sharing that tiblet as well, because I feel like that is very important. And as human beings, 
That's our brains are wired to connect. So when we disengage, it it can cause so many other issues. So it's really like, and I feel like too, when you don't trust yourself to be around other people, you honestly don't trust yourself. Honestly. So we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Where can the audience find you, Eris? The audience can find me at only one Eris, O-N-L-Y, the number one A-R-Y-S. And that's on all media platforms, social media platforms, of course. Um, and you'll get links to my website, my music, et cetera. I got new projects coming. Uh, shout out to Emma and uh, Roka Beats. We got a project, an EP dropping. I'm dropping a new single soon. So I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but the, the new, a couple singles will be out by the, by the time this episode comes out. Also, you can follow my podcast, The Who and How Club, at Who How Club on all social media platforms. And uh, just get to know me through... Uh, the podcast and the conversations that I have with very unique people, but also everyday people that are going through things that we all go through. So, yeah. Thank you so much, DJ, for having me. Like today was inspiring. I needed this today. This was like a, a therapy session for me, you know? So Awesome. I'm so glad to hear. That makes me feel really good. That means I'm doing something right. So yeah. thank you. And I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in and until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you like this podcast, please download and subscribe. If there's anything you would like to talk about in regards to relationships or would like to be a guest on the show to speak on relationships or get advice, you can always connect via social media at Playing for Keeps or email DJ at info at P, the number four, K, dating.com. Thank you for tuning in and bye for now. <laughs>